Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Let's continue this conversation on the Giants and bring Key into it. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Um, Dave Rothenberg is sticking with us from 98.7 ESPN in New York. That's right, H. you got to play this. It's a New York segment talking about the Giants. Mob deep. Dave, we talked about how you feel even better today about the Giants than you did yesterday. We're going to make you feel even better because here's Dan Graziano on SportsCenter on why things might be getting better for the G-Men. G-Men. The GM hire is very important here. The Giants haven't gone outside of their organization, have not hired a GM who hadn't previously worked for the team since 1979. And all their candidates this year fit that description. So they are trying a new approach, but it's going to involve a GM and a coach that come in together and ideally work together and share the same vision. Mm, so they're not just going to look with, from within, uh, guys. They're going to, you know, listen, you can't spell GM without, or G-men without GM, I guess, right? Like you can't, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> what do you think um, uh, about, about this, Key? What do you think about the fact that the Giants have often looked internally and now they are open to more possibilities? Well, that's a good thing. I mean, that's a good thing that they are looking outside and casting a wide net outside of the organization and, and I think I heard Graz say that 19, since 1979? Like, like that, <laughs> come on, man. Since 1979, everybody's been basically internally, has worked for the Giants in some form of fashion? Like, you, you're way behind the times. So Dave Rothenberg's still with us, of course, from Rothenberg and DiPietro, ESPN 98.7 FM. Dave, what do you think? This is a great day. Uh, you know what? I, I hate to, and I don't, I don't feel good about it, but I have to be honest with you. Um, you never celebrate the firing, or you shouldn't, and I do feel a little bit guilty about it, but he was just so bad and did such a horrendous job. So I don't know how. We, you know, we, we're on from 5 to 8 Eastern every morning, guys, and, you know, very infrequently do you have a topic which just everyone universally agrees with. We must have taken, I don't know, 50 calls today of just celebration of just thank God that they made this move. Of we're, we're so happy that the Giants actually have for once decided to hopefully do the right thing. So you're right. The last time they went outside the organization, not only did they go outside the organization, the commissioner of the NFL, Pete Rozelle, had to call Wellington Mara and say, we want, you're the Giants for God's sakes. We want you to be competent. How about this guy by the name of George Young? So now that led to Parcells, and that led to two Super Bowls, and then they morph into Corsi and Coughlin, and we know the story. Well, that's where they're, they're, they're back in a disastrous situation. I don't think that the commissioner makes a call and says, how about following in this direction? But for once, they're at least today, and I don't know what they do. Look, they can still screw it up. I have no doubt about that. But at least at this moment, they've done things the right way. Yeah. They moved on from Gettleman. They had to. They move on from Judge. They had to and they're going to go outside the organization. Every decision so far is the right one. So funny that that uh, Dave and, and Max and everybody always says that they don't want to necessarily celebrate the firing, right? But when players get cut or traded, fans celebrate when they don't like them. they like, whoa, we got rid of that guy. They celebrate that. He'll be fine. Joe Judge is going to get his money. He's going to get whatever's left on his contract. He'll land on his feet, get another job, and maybe get back into the cycle some time later 
down the line. I think the Giants are certainly headed in the right direction. They Look, if you hire the right people that know what to do, they'll be fine. They just got to know and trust. You can't hire somebody that other people are telling you to hire. But, but you know, though, Key, it has to be somebody, and Dave, it has to be somebody that makes the players believe in the culture that's being established. And that doesn't come with a lot of rah, rah, rah at post-pressers or random comments. It comes with your relationships with these individual players and what that leadership looks like internally as well. Who's reflective of that coach? And that felt like there was something missing from this year's team. If that was Kenny Galladay getting into argument with Jason Garrett or Daniel Jones, if that's, you know, Joe Judge talking about random things, challenging the Washington football team, all those things. Somebody has – the players have to believe in the culture being established. That's so damn important. But the great thing about it, Dave, though, is when you get Kenny Galladay getting into a heated exchange with Jason Garrett on the sideline, that's the front office fault because the front office is supposed to communicate to the sidelines pregame, summertime, offseason. When we sign him, we sign him for him to be a force on our team. You have to do everything within your power to take advantage of that player that we signed and not let him sit around like a cardboard cutout. That's not why we signed him. That's the front office. That's the front office fault by not communicating that to the sideline and making sure that it takes place. Yeah, no, that was terrible. You guys are 100% right in the way they used him and, I mean, just everything. The constant injuries, the amount they paid him, get him and going out and, you know, saying this is going to be the final piece to the puzzle. But you guys talk about the culture and you're right. But you know what you need a GM that can do? And I know this is like a novel. Draft. Like you have the fifth pick in the draft. You have the seventh pick in the draft. You have a high second-round pick. You have two third-round picks. Go out there and draft well. You know, you took Will Hernandez at the top of the second round. He's horrendous at guard. You paid huge money to Nate Solder. He was horrendous Mm. at right tackle. You took Matt Pert. You couldn't even get him into the lineup. So you need – I mean, you have five picks in the top 80. You need real so, value. No more hog molly nonsense. Go out there and build a legitimate offensive line, and that's what you need from yeah, this. Or if you game. want hog mollies, go draft Quentin Nelson instead of running back when you have the totally the, the top. Okay, so, so this leads to the question as to who's next. Now, one of the issues the Giants have had, going back to Lee Howell, right, like Jim Lee Howell, going like they, they have great coordinators. Well, you know what? You, know, you have a head coach, Jim Lee Howell, right? You have – was it, like 1950 But the reason I'm bringing that up, Key, yeah, listen to the, the assistant defensive coaches, coordinator was Tom Landry. The offensive coordinator was Vince Lombardi. But they stuck with their head coach, and the two greatest coaches ever left the organization. Bill Parcells, defensive coordinator – was Bill Belichick, who's the greatest coach of all. The Giants have frequently had great coordinators that go on to be great head coaches elsewhere, including Sean Payton. And there is speculation key, Dave, Jay, on this show at least there's some speculation. Could the Giants go nab Sean Payton? Key. Could they or should they? Should Should they? they. Yes. I would look at it given the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't going anywhere. Tom Brady's not going anywhere. Um, Sean Payton doesn't have a, a, a solid quarterback. He's got a few pieces in. They got a nice defense. I if I was if I was them, I would certainly go after and see what Sean Payton want to do. Like he has full control in New Orleans to a degree. 
But I would offer him full control. We're staying out of the way. We're going to sit in our boxes. You don't have to worry about me. Come home. Let us put our arms around you. We need you. Yeah, of course I would go do that. Dave? Yes, but what am I giving up to get Sean Payton? I, I love it, but First there's no born. way I'm giving up my fifth and seventh pick. If, First if born. I would give up the seventh overall selection for Sean Payton. Yeah, and, seventh overall is fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and you can take Daniel Jones, too, if you want him. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I, that's, I insist that's part of the deal. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, you give up the seventh pick for Sean, but does Sean at this age and where he's at in his career want the hustle bustle in New York? Or does he want Russell Wilson? Or does Aaron Rodgers want him? Right? Like, you, it, does Sean, Sean's got to have a quarterback, and there's no quarterback in this draft that, like, last year where you go, oh, yeah, him. Never thought about Aaron Rodgers to New Orleans. No, Aaron Rodgers no, no, to, no. New York, oh, to New York. If, if oh, Sean oh, okay, Payton Aaron is Rogers. the coach in New York, yeah. would Aaron Rodgers be interested? Or any of the quarterbacks would be interested that's available that makes sense. You'd have to think they would be, right? I mean, yeah. is there a better – not a lot of better offensive minds in the NFL than Sean Payton. If and, guys, we, we are talking city. about depending upon – even if he had to give up a lot. I mean, you still got, what, the second most talented team in the division here, guys. But y'all also got to remember because y'all you, – you guys have a fog, right? Y'all got glasses on. Y'all can't see straight. It is New York. Everybody doesn't want to come to New York. New York scares a lot of people. It does, but then some so, types are like, if I, you know, yeah, but I'm saying like, I'm saying you, you think about Aaron Rodgers. He may not want to come to New York. He may not. Maybe want not. To make, no, you know right, what I'm saying? Not. So it's like Russell Wilson. You think maybe would? Yeah. But although he, so. it wasn't on his list. Well, that's because it wasn't on his list because it just wasn't a desirable destination. But it, he and his wife want to be big time entertainers and power couples. New York would be a great place for him. Here's Ryan Clark on SportsCenter on what's next for the Giants. To figure out what's the next step with the quarterback that was drafted sixth overall, quarterback that has made no progression in his NFL career. And the one thing a new coach and a new GM is not going to want to be tied to is a quarterback that they don't believe in. But sometimes you have to understand what the roster looks like and what is available for you to do in the sense of making moves. But that's going to be the first question asked of any uh, GM interview. Do you like Daniel Jones? Is Daniel Jones a quarterback you can move forward with? And if he isn't, what would be your plan? I mean, yeah. Is Daniel Jones the quarterback going forward? Look, they cut ties with the GM, with the coach, and the quarterback is very much from that regime. Let's not forget, Dave Rothenberg, they reached for Daniel Jones at six. I guess they were so scared Washington might take him. They're like, oh, we better get our guy now. They passed on Justin Herbert the following year because they already had Daniel Jones. What is the next step with Danny Dimes, Dave? Well, I, I think he, his salary is so attractive, right? And I think you have to determine, do we, do we want to bring it? Listen, if you're bringing a Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers like we discussed, obviously you're done with Daniel Jones. Do you want to bring in someone that compete? for the job with him, see what he's able to do with a better offensive line and a legitimate coaching staff for a year, or do you want to just, you know, wipe it clean and, and take a quarterback in this draft? I think it's either going to be you're going to go with Jones and another quarterback this year, or you're just going to be done with him and bring in a legitimate quarterback like a Russell Wilson. Uh, but I just I don't see where – realistically, you can move on from Daniel Jones unless you bring in a, a like a, a, a Russell Wilson. Well, I just I don't I don't see that as a realistic opportunity. So I think odds are he's going to probably be their quarterback or at least competing for the job next season. Yeah, you, you're probably right there because 
he's in a similar situation to Baker Mayfield where injuries have kind of caught up to the to him so you question what he is at the quarterback spot because of the injuries um and you haven't got a full evaluation much like Baker Mayfield you just get piecemealing it together a little bit but you know something key as much as and Dave this is something key brings up on this show as Jay will attest you know, sometimes quarterbacks are given up on. They could be a reclamation project yes. other other places. You mentioned Sam Darnold at the beginning of this season, and you identified Daniel Jones and, by the way, Mitch Trubisky as possibilities in the future. And the fact is, oh, once in a while, a guy like that can hit somewhere. But more often than not, if they've had problems in the first place, like Mitch Trubisky, Sam Darnold did not pan out in Carolina, Daniel Jones, they are what they are. Here, here's what Dave and, and Max and Jay, you mentioned Mitch Trubisky. You bring Brian Dable. He brings Mitch Trubisky. You bring the general manager, uh, what's the Joe Shane. Joe, Joe, Joe Shane. 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 You, yeah. bring, you bring Shane, Shane. We got to get it right we at some point. It's, it's Shane, spelled Dave. Shown, it's but Shane? I keep hearing yeah. it. Shane. Yes. Shane. Joe right, Shane. Thank you for educating me. We'll just say, I'll say general manager Joe from the Buffalo Bills. Another Joe. You Great. bring, you bring <laughs> them three to the Giants. You got your competition. You got a young quarterback. On a young salary, you got a young veteran with a lot of starts on a young salary, and you let them battle it out. Yeah, but when you have two quarterbacks, to me, you have no quarterbacks. You know, like, let's go get a quarterback. I like well, Mitch Trubisky, though, man. Right, I was going to say, well, obviously right. you want to swing for defenses, but if you can't hit a home run, then you have to start looking about, yeah, about you're trying feasible to bring, options, as Key man. Would Max say, so funny, man. He'll yep. try to bring uh, uh, Joe Montana out of That's retirement right. as if he could. As Key would say, Dave Rothenberg, y'all can miss me with that. Let me tell you something. I'm not, there are only a handful of great quarterbacks. Either you got one or you don't. Go get one. I'm, don't tell me about anything. Just go get me a great quarterback. Justin Herbert was in the draft. The yep. Giants could have drafted him. Go get me. Russell Wilson could be on the move. Aaron Rodgers could be on the move. Every, a lot of teams will be, have excuses and wind up with Mitch Trubisky and Daniel Jones. Let that be another team, not my team. I'm not trying to hear any of that. Go get Sean Payton and Aaron Rodgers. You know, like wow. So if you can't if you can't knock out the park, then there's no single base hit that you can get that will make you happy. If you there's, can't. there's no progression right over time, like Rome wasn't built in one day. Like, no, can you I get would a say this: if you, you can't knock it that? out the park, devote all your resources to the structure of your team, so that when you find the right quarterback, he slides in. Don't worry about right now. Go get a crazy offensive line, a defensive playmaker, difference maker. And that goes back to what Dave was talking about: draft picks, right? Like, right. Don't give me a running right back. Don't give me a quarterback. Picks. Go get me mm-hmm. the architecture. You know what I mean? That's what I would say. Anyway. But, but, guys, remember one more thing, and that is let's just say you go with this Trubisky, Daniel Jones, bad season. Next year's draft is a quarterback draft. Mm-hmm. This year's is not. That's right. Next year you're going to have Bryce Young, Stout from Ohio State. So it's going to look a lot different next year in the draft than this one does. Yeah, no, and, and look, I know y'all Giant fans, y'all go crazy, and you and I, and we talk about players missing on players and stuff like that. You got to remember, man, those dudes like Will Hernandez, the guard, the Giants weren't the only person that I had him Will high. Hernandez. I like that wasn't, pick. Yeah. Dave Gettleman wasn't the only person that had him high on the list. For whatever reason, it just hasn't worked out with the Giants, and maybe it's the offensive line coaching that he's getting. Much like Flowers, where same thing, he was okay somewhere else. But here's my problem. 
you, 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 like you want a running back? Nick Chubb was available in the second round. Quentin Nelson was in the first round. Like if you're the t- type of dude like Gettleman who goes, uh, well, I, that's a football player. I don't well, care he's where he's not here anymore. Right, but that's what I'm saying. You got to bring in a competent guy, not a not a, a guy who's like, yeah, I'm going to take a running back second overall. I don't care what people say. Don't tell me about draft value because they could have wound up with Quentin Nelson and Nick Chubb, and then the next year get what they need. And when Justin Herbert comes up, grab him and. Uh, like they, 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 at every turn, it's the wrong move. He was awful. Yeah, I mean, you guys yeah. have defined it. Yeah. We've sat here until we're yeah, blue in right. the face. You're Dave right. Gettleman was awful at his job. Yeah, you're right. Well, J- Jake, blue. you're right, though, Dave. I got to get over it. Let's look forward to the yeah, right situation. Right. If I was blue in the face, I'd be purple. But that's another story. <laughs> so, 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Dr. Pepper, call in line. Who do the Giants fans, who do you guys want? As the next head coach, Dennis in Delaware. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I think they fired Joe Judge because Brian Flores is available. I mean, you know, I've been a Dolphin fan for years, but uh, I'm from New York. He'd be a great fit for the Giants. And I think that will rekindle uh, Deshaun Watson talks because Flores had a connection with uh, Watson if you put Flores and Deshaun in New York next year, I mean, you got a winning combination. I mean, the reaction in Miami and the players, the whole thing with Flores is unbelievable. And, like, it's almost irresponsible what happened. I mean, the players played so hard for him when he had such little talent. I mean, the Chicago Bears are looking at Flores already. He's not going to last long. I, I think agree. the Giants should scoop up Brian Flores and then go after Deshaun Watson. And there's there's your combination. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with the Brian Flores. I, I, I'm not I'm not cool. I'm not sure if I'm cool with the Deshaun Watson yet. I like, I got to see how a lot, there's a yeah. lot to be determined. Yeah, it has to be resolved. Deshaun, you know, when someone a lot does, of hair on that yeah, one. There's yes. a lot, and then and then not only that, it's not just that we need to get to the bottom of it, but then if it turns out that bad things ha- that he did bad things, he's also got to account for that. And then you can move on. That's and, a long ways away from now. Yeah, and and on top of that, you got to know the environment in which you are placing him in. Right. You know, and, and I don't necessarily know that the, the Giants, as an organization, right or wrong, would embrace that type of behavior at all. And then you're dealing with the city. Millions other, yeah. of people. I mean, it's just a different, like. In other words, there's some. Dudes a lot who can, of stuff. If you have a gambling problem, don't live in Vegas. That type of thing. Yeah, you right. know, it's just a different, you know, fan base. The the, the treatment of such things, like you just, it, it's going to be interesting wherever he lands, whenever he lands, how that organization handles bringing you know him in. You know something that bothers me now. I'm going to complain again here. The Giants. Because they waited so long to replace Gettleman, who I said should have been fired long ago, don't have the new GM in place and therefore can't make a run at Brian Flores because you can't hire the coach before you hire the GM. Do you understand right now a dude from Brooklyn who's like, yeah, that'd be a great coach for the Giants. Someone else will get him because otherwise the Giants are doing it backwards. And the only reason for that is because they, they rode out the year with Gettleman, who was an abject failure. They probably are. But you got to remember, these things are moving in, in they're fluid. sequence and they, they're moving. Like, they're not, they're not sitting on their ass like you are right now, Max. They're like literally <laughs> talking a pile of nonsense. They, they, yeah. they are working right now behind the scenes. Last night, they were up all night working. 
yeah. trying to figure out, well, are we bringing this guy in or are we bringing that guy in? Talking is easier. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but to your point, though, Max, you can't find a GM and say, okay, well, look, you're going to hire this guy. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, you're like, well, that's, that. that's not my guy. That's not the direction but I would you, go. I like him, but then you put me in a bind because now my job is dependent upon his success. Unless you're saying, willing, hey, give him three years and that's just me on the job. No I doubt. I worry every, about anything. Every, I focus on the draft. Every single GM that's being interviewed and every single coach that's being interviewed, they're asking the coach and the general manager the question about who you are bringing in as your coach or who would you work with as your general manager. So they're doing that as they're doing it. Like Brian Flores is being interviewed by Chicago. Chicago is saying, hey, this is what we're thinking on the general manager. And then whoever they're interviewing the general manager, they're saying, can you work with this mm-hmm. head coach? We need you to. That's kind of what is done when you're hiring a coach and a general manager. They're not just saying bring in this coach and then later on hire the general manager. They're Dave, working in sync. Dave, before we get to break, why don't you take us out with the last word on all this? Uh, this is a good day. Um, it is. You know, the Giants, for the first time, like we talked about since 1979, are it feels like really heading in a non-Giant-like direction. And this day and age, in this NFL, that is exactly what you need to do. We've suffered. It's been five years, and I know, Max, you love it to say this. Not that you enjoy it, but you love this stat. They have not been above 500 in five <laughs> seasons. Week one, week nine, week 11, whatever it might be. It feels like today that changes for New York Giants football. Dave Rothenberg, Rothenberg Bing and DiPietro, 98.7 ESPN. Thanks, Dave. We'll continue Thanks, the Giants guys. conversation here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max to see if there's a quarterback out there to replace Daniel Jones. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l e c t r i c ebikes.com. Keyshawn J Will and Max on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80 and your smart speakers. Dr Pepper call in line 888 say ESPN 888-729-3776. Who do Giants fans want? quarterback GM to leave it open-ended just who do they want yeah, who do they want a lot of play, a lot of spots to fill by the way we could ask offensive line Evan there's a lot of stuff we could ask all right so um 
Kimberly A. Martin is here to give the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Kimberly, we're going to play Believe It or Not. Uh Oh, let's go. All right, let's do it. Believe it or not, this team's quarterback will be back with the same team in 2022. Kimberly, our guest, we'll start with you. Daniel Jones, Giants. (sighs) I think he will be, unfortunately. I believe it. Bing bong. <laughs> Max, See? not happy. Now, I also believe it um, because you find a better option, cheaper, last minute with all the upheaval. I mean, I, I could believe that, yeah. I believe he will be back, but he will not be back as the starting quarterback of the New York Giants. Mm. I believe he will be back in a battle sort of role. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brown's GM, Andrew Berry, said he fully expects Baker Mayfield to be the starting quarterback. So, believe it or not, Baker Mayfield, starting quarterback for the Browns. Kimberly? This is lying season in the NFL, but I believe that not because the Browns are 100% confident in Baker, but because who else are they going to get? They will be in the market for a quarterback, but I don't think they'll end up getting one. I believe it. I think Baker's become a hair underrated. He did post a 66 QBR last year. They went to the playoffs to beat the Steelers to get in. They beat the Steelers in the playoffs. And, like, when he's healthy, Key, I think that he's pretty good. He's not great, but he's pretty good. I think he'll be back. Yeah, I believe he'll be back. Um, You can't evaluate a guy who gave you one good – I don't know, not even one good year. I would say 12 good games and into the playoffs and then had an up-and-down season this year due to injuries and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's hard to evaluate that. They need one more year with Baker Mayfield. He'll be back. Frank Reich wouldn't even talk about Carson Wentz. (laughs) Coming back in in twenty uh, twenty two, he said we love the team this year. Next year's roster will be next year's roster. I don't want to open it up about one player. Last year he said, as I sit here, yes, I want Philip Rivers to be my starting quarterback. Mm. So believe it or not, Carson Wentz, starting quarterback in twenty twenty two for the Colts, Kimberly. I believe it only because they went out and got him. They Frank Reich and. Um, their GM believed in Carson, and if they give up on him after one season, uh, that to me would be a little surprising. I believe it. Car- I believe he'll be back. Carson Wentz had a nice bounce back season, and he is a top twenty quarterback, right? And by the way, everything we, everyone we mentioned so far, though Daniel Jones, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz. They can all play to a degree, but you ain't got the guy you really want if I mean, you got one of those twenty three. quarterback when you've got like a top. Five salary or something, yeah. The team, the roster, like that's a team oh, yeah, that yeah. should be in the playoffs. No, no, but go find – in other words, it's not so easy to find oh, someone yeah, better, sure. but you still ain't got who you really right, want right. if you got one of Agreed. those guys. Yeah, I believe it. He's back. Yeah, you got another year anyway. It's prohibitive in terms of the money if you get rid of him and now. And they gave up capital to get him. Yep. Who's next, Evan? It's a great question. Playing, believe it or not, who will be back with their team quarterbacks 2022? Russell Wilson, Seahawks. Believe it or not, Kimberly. Oh, I believe Russ is actually staying in Seattle. I don't think he'll be on the market. What? (laughs) I believe that he's not. I say not. I think Mm -hmm. that given everything we just said, there's enough quarterback need, as there usually is, and given the season they just had, and Pete Carroll looks like he ain't going to go on forever. I think he's out of there. I think he wanted to be out of there last year. I believe not. I believe he he will be on the move. They're getting ready to 
rip up the the Seattle's whole deal. Bobby Wagner's going to probably be gone. They're not going to resign certain guys on the team. And I think Russell Wilson, there's some better options for his career long-term that's available, that will be available to him. Places like Denver, for instance. Yeah, if you got Russell Wilson, you got a guy. See, so far, that's the first name where you're like, yep, you got a guy if you got <laughs> Russell Wilson. How about Derek Carr Raiders? Finally got him into the playoffs. He's finally going to play in a playoff game, hopefully, this weekend. Derek Carr Raiders, believe it or not, in 2022. You, you know what? Derek Carr was a guy that I actually thought I could see Cleveland going after. Like, you know, not, not Aaron Rodgers, not Russ Wilson, but I actually believe that he will stay based off of the season that he's had. I believe he'll stay, too, and that's another guy. I got to say, Key, you've always been high on him. I have not always been mm-hmm. high on him. Sometimes I have been. So, yeah. But I would have put him in a category a couple of years ago with the guys we met, like Daniel Jones or Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. You don't really have a guy. Right. I believe what I just saw this year, Key, mm-hmm. if you have Derek Carr, you got a guy, and you keep him. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. He's staying. He's there with the Raiders. Whoever the new coach is going to be, whether it's retaining uh, Rich Basaccia or Jim Harbaugh, mm-hmm. he's staying. How about Kirk Cousins, Vikings, believe it or not? Kirk, oh, yeah, no, I think Kirk has to be up out of there. I don't believe he's back. (laughs) (laughs) I I believe he's there because of salary cap ramifications. I think that he stays. They don't have any money as it is already, and I think they're tied to him for $35-plus million this year. Yeah, I'm, I believe he's going to stay. I think Kirk Cousins can play the position. He is also maybe the 20th out of 20 if you have a top 20, and I do. He's the 20th. But if you have Kirk Cousins, you're, you're looking to do better. But it's just not so easy to get better. All right, one more. I'm putting a caveat on this. If Jimmy G leads the 49ers to the Super Bowl, believe oh. it or not, he's back in 2022. The win to, to the to the game or to the win? <laughs> Does leads he drive the bus to the game? To, or what do you say? Leads them to the Super Bowl. Like the 49ers are in the Super Bowl because of Jim, the play, the way Jimmy G plays in the playoffs. Oh. I mean, then you got to bring him back. I believe that. I don't. I mean, I think they should. There's a difference between should and right, what they will right. do. Yeah, they guess, drafted yeah. his successor. Yes. And somehow people just and, and if he doesn't he win ready? the game, then they're going to be like, see, this is why we drafted his successor because he can't. We, we need to get over the top. I think it'd be a mistake, but I think he'd be gone. <clears throat> I've known two quarterbacks that have led their teams to Super Bowls. One a winner, one a loser, did not come back with their team after appearing in the Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer is one, and Neil O'Donnell with the Pittsburgh Steelers is the other. I think he'll be back. I think they keep him, though, because Trey Lance, I don't think he's ready. I always thought – I I still think the Niners are the stealth team for Aaron Rodgers, and then you don't have a Trey Lance or Jimmy G issue anymore. So that's it for Believe It or Not, or we got any more? That's it. A lot of QBs we believe are staying. That's interesting. Well, it's it's not so easy for QBs. You know what I mean? Like, it's a big thing when a QB switches teams who's a starting QB in the the NFL. It was supposed to be like 18,000 of them switching last year. Well, that's – yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson being on the market, I don't see both of them. I don't Hmm. see both of them. That's an interesting point. Forget about walking in Memphis. The Grizzlies are running to the top of the NBA, and John Morant is 10 feet 
off of Beal. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Grizzlies beat the Warriors 116-108. And Ja Morant. This dude. I mean, look, out of college, you knew if you watched, he was going to be a superstar. Ja Morant was going to be a superstar. But that doesn't mean you knew he would get to this place this fast. This is uh, John the hallway heading to his locker room, to the locker room at Chase Center in San Francisco, telling Twitter to give the Grizz more respect. John, at the end of last season, I asked you about the team getting respect from you know across the league and from TVs. How close are you getting to thinking you're getting the respect that you this team deserves? Well, I bet you we got it now. I bet you we got it now. Go on social media. Now, what do you think you guys have proven over the, these last 10 games and, and really over the last two months? Number one is, you know, we're one of the best teams in the league. I feel like, you know, that's number one. And number two, I feel like, you know, we're showing, you know, how deep our roster is. I mean, this is, look, that's a Grizzlies' 10th straight w- uh, win. That's a franchise record. Jay, it's one thing to be a special talent because that was clear about Ja. Aggressive. Mm-hmm crazy hops now he can shoot the whole thing right it's another thing to deploy those skills and that talent in the service of uplifting a team and that's what he's also doing right now so i've had a lot of conversations with people over the last several days and i say you know are you paying attention to what's happening in the league and they go to like lebron james stephen curry and nobody brings up memphis i'm like yo if if there was one player that if i had 500 bucks to go to a game and sit courtside that I could pay throughout the whole year. There is one player I would go see. I would go to Memphis to see John Morant. I think he is the most entertaining player there is in the game of basketball right now. And I know that's a hard sentence to say because I know we have Kyrie Irving. I know we have Stephen Curry. I know we have LeBron James. We have Zach Levine. We have a lot of incredible athletes, Giannis, Joel Embiid, a lot of incredible players in the league. But I value elite athleticism over shooting the ball from deep. I see everybody trying to shoot the ball from deep like Steph. I don't see players who are 6'1", 6'2", who have a relentless and a fearless attack at the rim constantly and who can contort their body in different ways and find ways of making shots. Last night, guys, for the third night in a row, I stayed up to watch games. And I got to tell you, there were five or six plays where I walk away from saying, damn, how does John Morant do that? Five or six, and it feels like every game I watch Memphis play, there are five or six plays where I'm like, yo, go back and let me watch that one again. I'll give you guys one that I posted the other day. 
their last game, not last night, the game before that, I watched him go up for a block, and he pinned the ball with two hands above the damn square. It's one of the best right? plays I've ever seen ever in any seen. sport. Now, in any sport. Let me tell you something. While it was happening in real time, people weren't really talking about it until the screenshot came out. And then everybody was like, damn, are his, is his head by the rim? Are his armpits close to the bottom of the backboard? And you see his two hands. You know how high you have to jump to pin the ball with two hands above the square? Above the right 90-degree angle of the square. Get out of here. The best bang for your buck in the NBA is in Memphis. And it's time we give that town and that city, that small market city, national love. They deserve it. Yeah, no question about it. But, you know, I look at it as watching him as an individual, show us a lot of different things from an athletic standpoint that you marvel over. But I also look at it, and they they took care of Golden State, but I also look at it when you get into the playoffs and you talk about seven-game series and things of that nature. Yeah, you can do it in a small window, but can you do it over time when now all of a sudden there's a seven-game stretch and then you advance to the next round and there's another – seven-game stretch. Can you do that? Yeah, 10-game win streak in the regular season is great. But as you look at it for a young team getting into the playoffs, we've watched it with Atlanta. We've watched it with Phoenix to a degree. When you're young and you don't have that necessarily experience, can you figure out how to get over the hump? That's the key. Well, they bounced Golden State in the playing game last year, <laughs> which I, I thought was pretty incredible to watch Ja. Dylan Brooks and company take over that mantle. They are now fourth in the Western Conference, and I get that we will really draw an ultimate conclusion for when this team gets to the playoffs, but this team and the way they defend, they're probably the biggest challenger to Phoenix or Golden State to come out of the Western Conference. Desmond Bain, they got a lot of guys, right? But here's the thing, the biggest thing to me, guys, out of all this, I always ask this question about a young up-and-coming star. Is he great enough to be the best player on a championship team? And my answer, Jay, for Ja is yes. And almost no one who ever lived his size is the best player on a championship team. It is rare. But, Jay, when you put your eyes on Ja, do you say he can be the best player on a championship team? He has that it factor, man. Yes, he does. There's a special something about him. Even we, this is his third year in the league, y'all. It's crazy. Like I, every time I watch New Orleans, I get sick to my stomach. I'm like, New Orleans, you should have taken John Morant. Look what he's doing, and look where Zion is. And all I'm going to say is, you know, a lot of people last night off the comparison last night. Let's compare where John Morant is right now in his third year compared to where Stephen Curry was in his third year. He is by far outpassed him, and he's only 22. And by the way, he took he's taken four threes a game, hitting 38 percent of them. So he, you talk about shooting from deep. He can do that, too, at 22. I'm just saying, you see, like, you Grind City player, in Memphis? Best player on a championship, on a championship team. team. Last but, dude I could think of might have been Isaiah Thomas. Yes, and by the way, right? he, that's Because yeah. I don't count. Well, I mean, Steph. I, I don't well, count Steph. Steph because he was with KD, but even before that championship Well, he wasn't with KD, with KD for the first one. That's what I'm saying. Before the championship with KD, that first one, Kyrie and Kevin Love were both hurt in that series. AI That's why they won. Close enough, but they lost. But it AI like, is one who won a game in no, the finals okay, against AI a great Lakers one, team, yeah. but he but, lost. But he, he lost win. the championship. Isaiah was the best player on a team, but there were a bunch of dudes on that team who were there. It was it was atypical in that there was, was not that one Detroit? dude so much better than everyone Chauncey? else on that team. Was it only Chauncey? I mean, like it, well, Chauncey won. I mean, it was 
Yeah, no, that, that was another example. Hamilton, it was Rasheed Wallace, yeah, but, Ben uh, Wallace. Just, just what you said, man, Chauncey's like 6'3", 250. Chauncey's a dip. If y'all yeah. ever stand next to Chauncey, Chauncey, Chauncey is not John ja Morant. But what I'm ja saying Morant is, seems like 6'1", barely 6'2", like 180 pounds yeah. soaking wet. Now? Yep. Uh, Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. Yeah, All yeah. guests join on the Goodyear hotline. Ja's different than Chauncey. Mm-hmm. Ja's different athletically even than Isaiah Thomas or... Yes. Uh, it, it, he has D Rose type athletic ability, man. With more hops, I think, and I a better shooter. I, I, I can't, I, After I, can't I saw that, that block, I have to say yes, Jay. I don't, I don't think like D Rose ever got up that high. Keyshawn like J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, oh. Giants, Super Bowl champs. How to fix the franchise coming up. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. 